Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL Draft is set to go on as scheduled for now. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the president of the Don't Draft Running Backs fan club. And with me, as always, is AJ, double down on running backs Marchese. Make that triple down, Rob. Today, we're going to run through our top 10 running back prospects in the 2020 NFL Draft. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way, where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that could cost you a small fortune, or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you for anybody like AJ approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensor guards inside. You barely notice it's there, but what truly makes it remarkable is you can set up the system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour. Tops! And there's absolutely no trade-off to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24 7 it's like real life 911 lone star and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts it's why the verge calls simply safe the best home security system it's why aj calls simply safe the only home security system i can't break into go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get a free shipping and a 60-day free trial. If you've got nothing to lose, go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Okay, before we jump straight into running back talk, obviously a lot of things are going on, and not only in the sports world, but worldwide. Um, but it's having a major impact on the sports world. Uh, COVID-19 has yet to actually impact the NFL draft itself. 
Um, it's set to go on as scheduled. Uh, that was reported two days ago. Uh, we'll see if that if that holds true. I highly doubt it will. Um, and obviously, it's affected. Pro days are all canceled. Uh, on top of that, pre-draft visits are kind of canceled, but also kind of ch just changed. Instead of having a bunch of guys come in uh, for visits, each team gets three maximum one-hour like Skype visits per week now with prospects. It's very interesting. I respect that the the Dolphins snuck in the Jordan Love visit right under the wire. That was smart. That was smart. J.K. Dobbins was just in Miami, got that one done. There, they're killing it. Uh, the draft itself, I already said, I think will not go down as planned. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see any way. Like, if you were to ask me right now, it's a month and what ten days away. Um, that large of a gathering is not going to be happening. Um, I think it's going to, the draft is going to happen, but it's not going to be a big old celebration. So especially the, the, the NFL has obviously they canceled league meetings uh, on top of that. Their teams are starting to push back when their off season um, conditioning programs begin. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's going to be strange. I, I don't know how they'll go about kind of adapting to the situation, um, whether it be one like one room with Goodell and then a representative for each team, and then obviously their front offices and coaching staffs would be in the war room back home. But uh, I'm interested to see how it happens. That that's what would make make most sense to me. Now I wonder if they still do it in Vegas or they just do it at the league office. That's another part uh, of it. I yeah. Uh... I, I saw people talking about how it'd be, it's going to be so weird to see Goodell doing it alone in Vegas, but I, at that point, why is it even in Vegas? Exactly. That's that's why. Like, just, just if you're going to cancel it, which I like, expect them to, yeah. just give Vegas it next year. Like, I would expect, like, almost like a conference room, like I said, Goodell, uh, whoever else from the league, and then um, just a representative for each team, and then, obviously, the rest of your, your group's back home. Uh Obviously, no prospects would be there. I wonder how it would go down television-wise mm -hmm. and how, like, the NFL Network and ESPN would cover it with their... If they'd still cover it... Because they could still cover it in a similar fashion. The crowd being there and the prospects being there. Sure, there's the prospect interviews for, the like, the 25 guys who are there or whatever, but it doesn't actually really impact the broadcast whatsoever. Uh, yeah. all, all you need at the end of the day is Rich Eisen, Daniel Jeremiah, and then... Probably a combination of different people on those other two spots covering it for three days. You could also just re remotely cover it, like have those. Guys that's what that's what I mean. Like they don't have they don't have to be there. They can just be no. at the NFL Network studio. Yeah, and then you can always just Skype the interviews. Like it, it's a it's an easily um, roundabout. It's very uh, interesting. Thing. It is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I, again, I I don't see the actual big old draft party happening. It just wouldn't make sense right now. No, of course not. Um. I, I'm sure probably in two to three weeks that'll be confirmed that it's changing. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder when they're going to... Like, because Vegas is going to have to start setting up soon, I guess, if it's if they're proceeding with it, right? Yeah, and, and with the other impact it can have on the NFL, it's 
legal tampering period starts on the 16th and mm-hmm. the new league year meaning free agency starts on the 18th and they they've announced that's not changing uh yeah. I, I just want to see how different it kind of goes about happening because generally when the new league year starts we start seeing guys sign quick because especially with the legal tampering period i wonder if that'll uh if free agency will just the bigger names this time will take longer and obviously that does have an impact on the nfl draft well like you, like the first wave guys usually don't visit anyways right yeah so, so i think if you're if you're the um i don't know give me a good free agent here AJ. Tom Brady. If you're Tom Brady, you know, but because mo- most of them are the top quarterbacks, they're that yeah. that's like nonsense. Um, like Byron Jones. Yeah. So, so like, it, I, Byron Jones is going to still sign with the Eagles pretty immediately, or whomever. I would yeah. I would guess. Um, but maybe the second uh, the secondary guys. Well, we did see a bunch of the tags happen today, and we saw a bunch of releases happen today too. So it's mm-hmm. not slowing down that process, but you know, it's just something to keep an eye on for sure. Jordan Reed was still playing to visit the Seahawks, which was kind of weird because Seattle was kind of one of the centers of the outbreak in America. Uh, also, they already signed uh, Greg Olson, so that's just double weird. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I mean, as long as they do this safely, uh, kind of smart on the NFL's behalf of not postponing this at all because uh, they're center stage in the sports world. That's right. all that's going on is is free agency, so. and then yeah, and then the NFL draft, yeah, that's and then, the, yeah, not not and neither can be affected by uh, the situation, that's for sure. So, uh, yep. or to a large extent, I should say, um, yeah. But yeah, interesting to watch. Anywho, this podcast isn't about that. This podcast is about the most useless position on a football field. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the holder. No, I'm not talking about. The I respect the position too much. I'm full talking backs. about running backs. No, I love fullbacks. The fuck, but they're useless. I just, no, they're not. Kyle Juszczyk certainly ain't useless. Okay, all right, you're right. I know I'm right. <laughs> Mike Allstott wasn't useless. This is true. Let me keep going. Lorenzo Neal wasn't useless. Name name another player from uh, this year that wasn't useless. Any player or fullback? Fullback, fullback. Obviously, we're talking fullbacks here. Rosie Nix, one of the best special teams players in the league. Steelers fullback. Okay. And a captain. Moving on. <laughs> we're talking running backs. Not the more important fullback position. Uh, hey, Jim Brown was technically a fullback. Uh, there you go. You're so right. was Franco Harris. I don't, I don't know what was going on back then. They're calling different things things. But anyway, running backs. That's what we're here to talk about. Uh, too bad Bill Parcells doesn't have five rules about drafting running backs. He should. I uh, like. I don't know what he was doing back in the day. Uh, like, why doesn't he have rules, Rob? I would. I would say has to have rushed for at least three thousand yards and have nine hundred career college touches. How many wins do they need? Oh, if you didn't at least win one, uh, one conference and a Doak Walker Trophy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bill Parcells. Keep on keeping on. Uh, anyway, running backs. Good class. Deep class. Because running backs are on trees. Um, kind of not the norm where there's one clear top running back who, uh, despite the stupidity of drafting a running back in the first round, is a first-round lock. It's not that type of year. But at the same time, I still think there's 
at least five starting running backs in this group, probably six. Mm-hmm. And I mean, start pretty early, and then a bunch of contributors. Um, and and I, I think for most people, it's kind of a battle between four, three or four guys for the top running back spot. And, and people are all over the map. And if I had to bet, I would bet no running backs go in the first round. Um, Me too. But it's the NFL, so so one probably will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're going to pick the team to pick the running back, I don't need the player, just the team. See, it's hard before free agency because let's say the Titans yeah. didn't bring back Derrick Henry. That would be my pick probably. I, I know. Me too. Yeah. And it's Jonathan Taylor. Yes. And that would be a perfect pick other than the first round thing. Um <laughs> but hey, be smart to let your not pay Derrick Henry a bunch of money. So there's a positive in that move. Just just take AJ Dillon in the fourth though. Yeah, if he's there. Uh he should be. I don't think so. He, he, uh, I'm not when saying they're he picking will be, in the fourth, I don't think he'll be there. I, I don't think he will be. I'm saying Okay, he be. let's talk okay, someone hates AJ Dillon right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Highest mm-hmm. floor running back in this running back draft class. I went with DeAndre Swift. Really? Okay. I, I again, like I, I think the top four backs. Yes. It's, it's like they're pretty close for me. Swift I, is my I number agree. one back. Spoilers. He's not mine. Full respect. Um, he think, was. I think it's more of a hot take to have him number one than not have him number one. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it would be a hot take for either way. I think it'd be a regular take. <laughs> That's helpful. Who do you, who's your uh, tough guy? I think it's Jonathan Taylor just because he's going to have the most immediate impact as a, a, um, a pure runner in the NFL. I think of of the top running backs in his class, his combination of uh, contact balance like and physicality with mm-hmm. the burst, um, it just kind of makes him... I, like I get, he's not he's not my top running back. I just think immediately he could translate into a thousand yard rusher in the league, uh, almost in any offense, just because of what he does on the ground. The reason I wouldn't have him as my running back one has more to do with uh, his skill set being specific to the ground and and um, mm-hmm. him not being the same player through the air as some of these other guys. But I do think again. Just the contact, like he 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 reminds me a ton of Nick Chubb. He's gonna maybe go in the back end of the first round, early second round, be a top forty pick either way, and just immediately be a running back one in the league. I think like he's gonna be a guy who in fantasy drafts he probably yeah. ends up going the highest of pretty much any of the uh, any of this offensive skill guys, maybe other than CD Lamb, Ruggs, and Judy. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, again, I, I'm I maybe a little lower on Taylor, not not too much lower, but I've I've long been a Jonathan Taylor hater, so I'm gonna stay there. But yeah, I uh, I agree with your pick there. Who's your highest ceiling guy? Which I think is a little more. It's the it's the way more interesting question. Yeah, uh, I'm now this might be a hot take. Um, I'm going with Cam Akers. All right, it's a little it's a little hot. I respect it. And the thing, kind of, I, I, this was one I thought about for a while. Uh, I think you can argue a lot of these guys, or most of mm-hmm. these guys. Um, 
and the reason I land on Akers was because at his best in college, I think he was the most electrifying of this running back group. He also played with the worst offensive line. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, consistently had to create for himself. So even if he enters the NFL behind a poor offensive line, he's done it before. Florida State's <laughs> offensive line the last three years has been pure garbage. It was yes. of his three years at Florida State, that offensive line was at its best of those three years when he was a freshman, and that's when he was getting that RB1 talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just go out and you see him at the combine. He checks all the boxes. He comes in 5'10", 217, really well-built running back. And his feet were just magnificent. Yep. Um, I think he ran faster than some people were expecting. He's twitched up. I just think, uh, ultimately, he's got the best combination of patience, contact balance, uh, and, and overall athleticism. Fair enough. I, I I actually went back to DeAndre Swift. I, I get him for both. Um, again, I just I think he's the most well-rounded back. And I think a lot of these backs are actually pretty well-rounded. Um but yeah, he the he, sorry, sorry. The more I watch DeAndre Swift, the less I like him. I'll say that. He, how come? I just don't think he does any like. Yeah, yeah you're right. He is very well rounded. I just don't think mm-hmm. he has any one trait that stands out for me. That's fair. So I do think um, he'll probably come in uh, and immediately have some type of role. Uh, it won't be long until he's a starting running back, but I, I just don't think he's ever like he. A lot of his his offensive line did so much work. If you're gonna say any of these running backs' offensive line created for them the most, I'd say it's him. Um, he just constantly had so much space as a runner, and that's not that shouldn't be a bang on him that he took advantage of great offensive line play. It's just I think like. J.K. Dobbins has better contact balance, better open field vision. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the better pass catcher. Um, yep. And he, I think he probably has better contact balance. Jonathan Taylor is, like I already said, I think he's probably the best pure runner in the class. Um, and then a guy like Cam Akers, I just think there's so much athletic upside to go with him. So I, I do think, I, I now all five of those running backs I named, I think are all, all five of them will be NFL starting running backs or major mm-hmm. contributors. I just think... There's something holding me back with Swift. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe 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 I uh, I just don't trust Georgia running backs. It's my new thing. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I mean, again, like like yeah, uh, maybe Ceh has better hands, but uh, Swift is also great out of the backfield. I think there's upside there. Um, oh, you're no, right. No, 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 for sure, like... Swift. Swift. If you're talking Dobbins, Swift, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hiller, and J- Jonathan Taylor, and Acres. Swift's the second best pass catcher. Hundred percent agree, and I, I think they didn't. They they use him pretty well, but uh, you can easily expand that role in the NFL. Yeah, offensive line does a lot of work for him, but uh, he makes a lot of guys miss on his own. Um, like you said, uh, contact balance maybe not the top, but second or third in that group, sure. And it's it's very good. Uh, agile as hell. I think his burst is is really good. Maybe not again. Maybe not the best of the group. Let, so you're let, right. Then let, let me Go say ahead. this. I said all these. Na- uh, he is my running back too. Just so it's mm-hmm. it's not like I'm super low on him or anything. No, I know it's it's also maybe just a case of you having him RB one for almost a full calendar year now. You know what I mean? I just think there's less, I guess, overall upside with him than some of these other guys. But 
overall, like you said, his game is really well-rounded. I think you do get a at least a, a five-year starter out of him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, but, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I just don't see him as ha- having the highest ceiling. But the more we talk about him, the more I um, do like your highest floor take on him, I guess. Just in terms That's of fair. He, I, I, uh, he is the more well. If you're talking him and Jonathan Taylor, he is obviously the more well-rounded back. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I think Taylor can be a little bit better in the passing game than we saw. I think he'll be fine. Just, yeah, I just uh, they just like, didn't he, use him, and, and he's not going to be some uh, like dominant pass catcher by any means. But like, it's not going to be a liability. That's why I think the Nick Chubb thing works too. Is a lot of people at, at Georgia, Nick Chubb wasn't used that much in the passing game, so people just yeah. assumed he couldn't do anything. And then, obviously, like he, it's not been a problem with the Browns. And Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, pretty electric on the screen. That's like the only time they really do get him targets, and he does a lot of damage. With yeah, him. like that's not something to worry about. I'd be much more worried about the fumbles. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, okay, value pick? Uh, okay, don't copy me, Rob. I went with Darrington Evans. Okay, fuck you. Imagine I copied you. Darrington Evans has <laughs> been my guy. You're going to say it next. You're, you're copying me. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. You have Evans too, right? Don't yeah, you? of course. I knew you would. Yeah, uh, again, uh, I kind of, I was obviously lower on him than you were in the summer. You've been on him for a long time, and you were right, Rob. A very, very big fan of Darrington Evans. Well, it helped that he came in about 12 pounds heavier at the combine and then tested as Mm -hmm. one of the best backs, too. So I think think there's a chance he could, um, just because after those top, I'd say for me, after kind of the top six running backs, it's pretty, pretty wide open. I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see him sneak into the third round. I, you know what? I, that's a good take. I'm in the mid fourth, but I'm a big fan of him. I'm around like I'm early fourth with him. I just mm-hmm. think, um, just combination of again, very good athlete, clearly, uh, better built than we thought, and I think yes. one of the best pass catchers in the class. So, I, I've been talking him up as this maybe the top satellite back, but I think maybe there's a little more. Uh, more to that, more to him than just that. I will say his one flaw, which is going to come up for a lot of guys, but he he needs a lot of work in pass protection. Oh yeah, which which I mean, if he cleans that up again, yeah, he might be one of the maybe the top satellite uh, option in this. I mean, he probably is. Like he's my highest ranked satellite guy, uh, pure satellite guy. But yeah, that the pass protection needs to needs to bump up. Huge. Of course, yeah. Um, no, but again, like with him, would you be surprised if? I don't know, by week seven, if he lands with the right smart offensive coordinator, like he's playing a pretty major role as a as no. a pass catching back. Like I wouldn't be like shocked if he's a six running back off the board. No, I mean me neither at this point. And like I don't even have him in my top ten. And I like I think he's my eleventh running back. Um and I and I, I love him. He but... he is tenth for me. Okay. Um mm-hmm. yeah. But again, like it's just very wide open after those top five, maybe or sorry, after those top six, maybe seven uh, running backs. There is a gap for me between six and seven as me, well. Me, I think me too. Yeah. I've kind of got it tiered off in a way that my top four are together, my fifth and sixth are close, seventh's on his own, and then it's a big drop. Okay, I have it like like one to four are really tight. Yeah. Five and six are close. Yeah. 
And then seven two actually seven two like twelve is pretty tight for me. Okay. Um, who's your sleeper? I I, I don't. Uh, I, let me s- s- say this quickly. I don't think there's any sleeper I actually like very much love in this group. I fully agree. There was no one like usually I fall in, in love with one or two mm-hmm. late round running backs, and I'm like, okay, this is my late round guy. Um, didn't really feel that in this class. No, no, me neither. So I, I'm gonna I'll go with like a, a I'll, I'll give you a really deep one. A guy who I've been on for a long time had a killer year this year. Xavier Jones from SMU. That's really deep. Probably not gonna get drafted. I have a, a seventh on him, I believe. Yes, I have a seventh round grade you on him. You have him. I love him for a late like, for, for a really late round guy and no, a guy undra- undrafted. Like you can say, I almost thought about um, putting deep sleeper as a category for us because mm-hmm. uh, like I have a deep sleeper who I I don't believe will be drafted, but he's a guy I want to get on my on my squad undrafted priority free agent. So maybe we should add that category going forward. Okay, we can do it now. Okay, I got, I'll throw him for deep sleeper. Okay, cool. And even even Look for and like again. Yeah, I know. Fucking thing. You have things on the fly. Wow. First time for everything. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought he was a, a really re- well-rounded back. I th- thought that in the summer. Probably not. The, he didn't test. He didn't get invited to the combine. No pro day, obviously, unfortunately. But um, I think solid athlete, not great. I don't think he's going to wow you with any of the testing. Um, caught the ball pretty well at SMU. Not not like a flashy back at all, but I, I think he can uh, be a contributor at some point, possibly. Um I'll go with like a, a less of a sleeper, but smaller school. I kind of like James Robinson. I thought about him for this too, just because I think he's a back who, obviously, like maybe a late day three guy, potentially go undrafted. Um, but like he just seems like a solid third string running back option. Yeah, well built, tough, uh, decent pass protection. Yeah, like, um, uh, I, I I think that's a that's a decent sleeper take. In a, in a class like, where we both don't love anyone, we both love probably our deep sleeper more than our actual sleeper. <laughs> yeah, I got him like as a mid day three, late late fifth, early sixth round guy. So I'm pretty high on him. Okay, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty high on him. But um, yeah, like I could see him being a late seventh round guy, possibly undrafted guy. But uh, I think he's pretty well rounded. Obviously, small school, not didn't blaze in the forty in the least. I think four six three or something like that. But uh, actually, I think a lot of these running backs in this class are like well rounded backs. To be honest. And all, like if they're the not, backs, it's just, the backs are all getting better pass catching. Yeah, and I was gonna say if, if it's not, they're 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 not the greatest pass catchers, but they're all pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go with my sleeper first. Um, he's mm-hmm. a guy who I, I've been on for a bit. Didn't have the year I was hoping after a big junior year. Um, Reggie Corbin from Illinois. I, I it crossed my mind, Rob. Do you still have a draftable on him? Yeah. Um, obviously, the no combine invite really hurt. Because I think he's a guy who has has enough juice that it would have flashed. Had such a big junior year, over a thousand yards, nearly. I think he had over eight to carry, and then this year he was banged up, even and like kind of used inconsistently at Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a guy who his his burst is what gets my eye. He's he's a home yeah. run hitter. Uh, un, like again, suffers from um, or no, they, Illinois had their pro day, but I don't think he tested. No, he he had a six-eight-six-three cone or something. Didn't run a forty, I believe. Oh, okay, that's why I thought. But he that that three cone's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So no, he's a guy who I don't think gets drafted, but I do have a, a late round grade on him. 
Um, I do too. To be, and, uh, to be uh, yeah, like I, I'd like to see him potentially in the uh, in the preseason. See him in a pass catching running back role with that juice. Mm-hmm. I like again and pretty competent in pass pro too. Um, I like his quickness. He's agile. Like he said that the juice that at first. I I like Reggie Corbin. I can like I would uh, I would consider him in the sixth to be honest. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't draft a running back. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't like honestly. It kind of drags all these guys down because I'm like they're all not that far apart and like why would you draft any of them? So yes. Uh, okay, my deep sleeper though is a name you'll know. New Mexico State's Tyler Huntley. Oh, okay. I, did you I see his it, pro day? Uh, what do you, Yeah, I did. I, I've, I, I've got the numbers up if you want to hear them. Let's do it. I don't remember them, so yeah, please. Okay. 4-3-7-40, 10, uh, 11 broad. Yeah. And uh, obviously a smaller guy. Uh, oh, sorry. He also threw up 21 on the bench uh, and a four two five 2 uh, short shuttle. Um, I, I love this. Yeah. He's a guy who small but feisty, uh, flashed in big games. I don't know. He's just interesting. I, I another guy I'd like to sign priority free agent. See what he can do in maybe a pass catching type of role. I didn't get to him, but I wanted to. Um, if I remember correctly from last year, um, great kick returner too. Yes, yeah, that's the other thing that like I I, I could see him just making a roster off that. Me too. Uh, so and I saw his pro day numbers and I was like, holy shit! And then I just. Uh, just I meant to talk time. to you when I saw them because I knew you also have liked Tyler Huntley from what you'd seen. Yeah, um, from from last when we did like the the return stuff, I was looking at his stuff and yeah. I like yeah. Him. He's uh he's the seven rounds in heaven uh, approved running back to draft. He's the only one we've approved. <laughs> I'm pretty sure fumbling issues. One one of the higher fumble. No, I don't uh, care. I don't care either. I think he had like six last year. I'll make fun of Jonathan Taylor for it, but not Tyler Huntley. <laughs> Respect. Uh, okay, who's your wild card? Antonio Gibson, if you consider him a running back. I, I think that's that's the answer. Um, can I we disagree. have this? I disagree that that's the answer, but I, I think it's a good day. Okay. Uh, okay, do you have him as a running back? Is or Should yes. we have him as a running back? You put him wherever you want to put him. I would be using him as a running back. So I, or in theory, as a running back. I, I mean, he he wouldn't have an official position on my team. I agree. I I graded him out, graded him out at both positions. He graded out higher as a running back for me, not by Agreed. much, Agreed. Uh, but but higher. So I, I ended up having him as a running back. But yeah, you, you use him all over. Um, he ran a four three nine at two hundred twenty eight pounds. At 228. If he was listed as a running back at the combine, that would have been so much more talked about. Yes. Um, like, that, that six foot 228, he, like, as, like, he's a, obviously a good pass catcher. Um, not the greatest route runner. So, I, like, that's another thing I'd lean to running back. Didn't, didn't he, run he, he, Yeah, go ahead. He, he was at his best as a pass catcher running bubble screens at Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, agreed. Just get him um, the ball in space. Yeah, and, like, they handed the ball off mostly outside the tackles to him, which worked great. In between the tackles, it's his visions, man. Sometimes he hits it, but like, he also gets the kick return upside. I was about to say that big, big plus. I think he averaged like twenty eight and had a touchdown this year. So, see if if you get him on a team with a really smart play caller that's going to utilize both what he does as a pass catcher and sticks him at running back time to time on those outside type runs, mm-hmm. and then allows him to be a kick returner too. Like, I think you get a really interesting, productive offensive weapon. But if you stick him on a on, on a bad team's roster, and they try and pigeonhole him as either a running back or a wide receiver. Yeah. Like I think that's that's how he ends up 
on a different team in a year. Yeah, he's very boomer bust. That's my biggest fear. But uh, I believe in, in him, and uh, hopefully the fucking the right team gets him. Uh, my wild card, Zach Moss. It's a good pick. Uh, obviously, a dense injury history. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who I think obviously he didn't test that great at the combine, but no one expected him to. No. Um, he's a guy who I think you can take in the third round, and he could be a really great running back if every if he can stay healthy. Uh, really competent pass catcher, physical, maybe the most violent runner in the class, mm-hmm. uh, with great contact balance and vision. Again, not going to move the needle with big burst or anything. But he's just going to rip off chunk run after chunk run and wear out a defense. But again, the medical is everything. Um, history of lower body injuries is kind of scary. Yeah, and then you add that he had like 778 career touches at Utah. Uh, that adds just to the fear. I, I love Zach Moss. Again, I, I feel the same way as like a third-round guy. Um, and like he didn't test great, but it, like I think the burst is good. Like the agility and his quickness are nice for 220. Or what, yeah, he's what also he's, yeah, he's also five nine two twenty three. Yeah, two twenty three. So like, for for his size, he moves well. Um, like yeah, he, like he reminds me so much of when Cream Hunt came out of Toledo. I was a huge fan of Cream Hunt coming out, and uh, maybe maybe Hunt a little bit better as a receiver, but um, yeah. Oh, I think, I think you're underrating Zach Moss' pass catching skills. Maybe I'm overrating Cream Hunt's. No, I don't think so. Like Cream, okay. I, I I think Cream Hunt, um. Like, took a step once he was in the NFL, even more so as a pass catcher. He did. He's a very competent pass catcher at Toledo, but I think uh, he took that up a big notch in the NFL. Um, I think Zach Moss is a comparable pass catcher coming Fair out. Enough. Fair enough. I, I, again, big fan of both of them, so. Yeah, and, well, it's kind of like, if if you don't like Zach Moss, you probably didn't like David Montgomery last year. It's similar thought pretty process. Sim- yeah, and I, I love them both, so. Uh, we'll see with Dave Montgomery. The, his lack of athleticism kind of flashed at times this year. Chicago also was kind of a mess on offense. Yeah. But uh, there was flashes of good and bad with Montgomery. Um, but, yeah, Zach, Zach Moss could also be a guy who falls till day three because of the injury history. But then, I, I don't know, let's say the Pittsburgh Steelers took him on day three or something, and he just he's immediately uh, a productive Productive. Runner. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he could produce early again. It's just uh, where he falls. Um, yes, like like I have a th- early mid third round grade on him. Uh, I don't think he's gonna go there to be honest. But I uh, I think he's that talented of a football player. Agreed. Uh, who's your best bet? Went back to DeAndre Swift. I know I kind of copped out, especially because I like the top three, four, five guys a lot. Just ended up going back first to Swift because of all the reasons I already mentioned. Okay, uh, mine's J.K. Dobbins. I uh, Dobbins would have been my second choice. I think with Dobbins, just I, I, I already mentioned earlier, kind of quickly, just his open field vision, his football mm-hmm. IQ to set up blocks. I think that's for me what stood out with him above the rest of the running backs is because at the end of the day, all running backs are essentially the same thing. Um, but that's a joke. You should laugh so the listener knows. AJ, come on. They are the. Um, with Dobbins, again, it's just his ability to set up blocks and, and um, his open field vision. And then on top of that, I love his physicality and contact balance. He's a human bowling ball. Yeah. Um, he's got enough juice for my liking. I get that some people question his speed. I don't really care. Like, I, if, you, if you're if you running 
generally, if you if you can run, run sub four six, I'm fine. If you like, okay, again, he's deadly in the open field, hundred percent agree. And if you watch his long speed, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like, I don't know. Back, I think he probably runs like a four five five. Like that's good. And like, go back and watch the the playoff game. He uh, there, he gets multiple long runs against Clemson. Tanner Muse caught him. On one. <laughs> Tanner Muse is the fastest person alive. I think that's that's why people get confused. They're like, oh, Tanner Muse can catch him. Turn to Tanner Muse in an elite athlete. Exactly, and he eliminates angles from everyone else on that Clemson defense. So it's just Tanner Muse, the human bullet. So I, I got, I got, I got no issue. And like, go back to that game. The hands to but one one tough catch that he dropped, and then one brutal drop that would have been yes. a touchdown in the playoffs. Like, Ohio State lost that game. Clemson, Clemson won. Um, but other than that, the hands are pretty good. It's yeah, just, I, I think the the problem with um, like the questions around Dobbins as a pass catcher, he dropped balls in kind of a couple big moments, and that kind yes. of clouded uh, exactly. how a lot of people see him as a pass catcher. But if it's like just. The, if you look at the whole picture, I think you you have a fine pass catcher. Like, is he elite? No, it, but I, he's not below average. Like, he is average, and that's that's I, fine I, by me. I agree, and I think he's above average uh, in pass protection. Me too, and it's like you already mentioned a lot of these running backs can't pass protect very well. Although shout out DJ Dallas, who I don't have on any of my list, but he's a very good pass protector. Yes. Um, that's that's a that's a maybe that should have been my sleeper. Felt like he'll probably go in like the fifth, fourth, fifth round. So that felt a little too obvious. But um, let me yeah. But uh, Do- Dobbins is very well rounded in that regard. That's for sure. Is he the second best pass blocking back? Dobbins, he might be. I think he might be too. He's very um, willing, which is nice. Extreme, like there's a lot. There's a couple guys that are willing. Yeah. Um, he's extremely willing to say that, and he's strong enough to pick up blitzes, which is a huge plus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just think with him, if I had like gun to my head, had to draft a running back in the first round, I pull a, pull the trigger. But if the, if the, if I still had to, I'm dead now and I still had to draft one. Rest in peace. I take JK Dobbins. Respect. I, again, like the top three guys are like really close. Really the top four guys are really close for me, but, uh, yeah, let, let's get, let's get into it. It's going to be sick when the Seahawks draft A.J. Dillon in the first round. It is going to be sick. I'm going to be so happy. All right. Uh, I guess last week we figured out we, we do this a different way now. We go 10 to 6. A.J. goes 10 to 6. I go 10 to 6. We discuss a little bit. Then we go 5 to 1 each, and we discuss a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, let me say this. Number 11 for me is A.J. Dillon, just because we mentioned I'll throw him in there. You hate uh, A.J. Dillon. I don't – we'll talk about him later. Uh, number 10 for me is Darrington Evans from the Appalachian State University. Um, ninth for me is LaMichael Pirine. Uh, let me say oh, both Oh, wow. I like That's LaMichael Pirine. That's the biggest shock. That's the biggest shock. I like him. Again, uh, let me let me say this. Seven Not a great to, athlete, and he dropped too much weight for my liking. Fair enough. 7 to 12 are pretty close for me. I have them all in the fourth round. Um, so seven, I'll, Sorry, say that again. 7 to 12... Yeah, all fourth round guys for me. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so hold on. Evans is a mid fourth. P. Ryan's a mid fourth. Number eight, I have Antonio Gibson. Um, I think he's an early to mid fourth round guy. And number seven, I got Eno Benjamin. Still love him. Uh, early to f- mid fourth as well. And at six for me, Zach Moss. I think, he's an, like I said earlier, early early to mid third round guy. So of that first section of guys you name, obviously, 
Like Zach Moss is kind of not in the same tier as those other guys, is what you're saying, right? Hundred, yeah. I got him alone in the third there, and the rest, the rest of those guys are fourth round guys. Yeah. Okay, uh, you're high on the Michael Piran. You want to talk about? Him? Sure. I I think he's again. I'm gonna keep using this word. I think he's really well rounded. Again, like, yeah, he ran what like a four six two. Well, my my big thing was when I watched him again. I I like him too. Like I think he's the type of guy who ends up being a um a depth running back for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But when I originally watched him, I liked him a lot. And there's, like, shades of James Conner almost. Just bigger back. Doesn't do anything, like, extremely well. Not the most athletic guy, but strong contacts, balance, physical. Catches the ball better than you'd expect. Yes, exactly. But then he went from 227 to 211. And then when I was just, like, he's kind of in my tier of running backs after, like, my top. Darrington Evans is my 11th running back, and he's in a similar range to my 10, 9, and 8. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, after that, like, Piran's, like, kind of in the 5th, 6th. Okay. I just don't, like, that 211 not being that good of an athlete, I don't know, kind of scared me. Two, 216 at the combine, but or yeah. 216, sorry. That's okay. It's like that's fair. It's still 216 sizable, but yeah, compared to, you know, Cam Akers, it's a couple pounds heavier and, uh, much better athlete. That's that's fair. Um, I just sure. I think is good. I was just gonna say I have DJ Dallas over him, my boy. So. Your boy DJ Dallas. Fair enough. Um, I, I do like DJ Dallas. Um, yeah, I think he's just well rounded. And again, you you kind of hit the nail. He's a better catcher than you think. He's good with his hands. Um, contact balance is nice. He's a hard runner. Keeps those legs churning. I think he's like he's never gonna be a stud running back at all. But I think he's a very very solid uh, number two running back. I just realized who, um, so we have the same top 11 running backs, except one guy each is off. That's okay. what I think. Um, I'll name mine now. But first, let me say, Darrington Evans is my running back 11, and my comp is Austin Eckler, so. Sick. Uh, okay, running back 10, Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt, uh, 111th on my board, Marlon Mack comp. Nine, A.J. Dillon from Boston College. 102nd on my board, Leonard Fournette comp. Uh, Eight, Antonio Gibson from Memphis. 100th on my board, David Johnson comp. Finish your drink. Uh, Seven, you know, Benjamin. uh, 62nd on my board, so I'm vastly higher on, you know, Benjamin than you. Devin Singletary comp. Uh, And then six, Zach Moss. 50th on my board, Kareem Hunt comp. So, like... uh... Gibson, um, Evans, we're all around the same range. A little lower on AJ Dillon. Keyshawn Vaughn's my my running back twelve. Um, he's a late fourth round guy. I like him a lot too. See the, the that cluster of seven to twelve guys I like a lot in the fourth round. I think can be like competent. Um, well, it's it's funny uh, when I I went to do some twenty nineteen Keyshawn Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was regarded as potentially one of the top running backs going into yeah. the year. Vanderbilt really didn't have a good year. Um, so I was expecting, down. yeah, I was expecting to go in and be like, oh, okay, there's more flaws with him than I thought. And then I watched him. I was like, I still kind of like where I liked him, which is early to mid fourth round. I just see a, a kind of a, a one cut slasher mm-hmm. who's got some juice, um, decent size, came in a little bigger than I was expecting. Uh, good contact balance finisher. Want to see him be a better pass catcher, but I just thought like running backs are running backs and this guy can I think be a productive running back so 
he doesn't do anything fantastic, but like if he was in a a, a shanty zone scheme, like I think he'd be a productive running back. I just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. What I it agree. Is, I, I I like you, Vaughn. I went back and forth for a while with Vaughn and Derek Nevins as my RB ten. I went with Vaughn. Um, I, again, like you said, Vandy had a shit year, but go back. Uh, Throw on the LCU game. Keyshawn Vaughn had like 130 yards. Yeah, I like know. That. He's great in that game. That shocked me. Yeah, and the Georgia game, he was very good. I watched those two games, and like those are games that you'd expect a guy on a weaker team to struggle. Because like a lot of these, even even the, the high-end backs, when they played better defenses, they didn't put up the like the greatest numbers. But Vaughn on a bad team, like 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 Cam, uh, Cam Akers, when they played good defenses, he was mad, except for like the, the Florida game. But... Again, his Florida State offensive line was fucked. Um, yeah, you, you expect Vaughn to be like, you know, a 70-yard game and not impress that much. But he, he looked really good in those two games. Uh, okay, so clearly we got a, a bit of a disagreement here with A.J. Dillon. My RB9, your RB11? 11, yeah. Just a bit of a disagreement, nothing big. Um, <clears throat> he's obviously massive, 247, tested off the walls. He did. Uh, when you throw on the tape, he's really physical. Awesome contact, balance, powerful, kind of like the guy you probably generally label as the power back of the of the class because it's not like the biggest group of running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, the flaws come in as like uh, as a he he caught less passes in three years than a lot of these guys caught in a single season. Yeah, he um, had thirteen catches in twenty nineteen. Um, and then. He, he's obviously, I mentioned, he, he's very explosive, straight line mm-hmm. athlete who can rip off big runs for a big boy, but the the similar Leonard Fournette's of the world uh, and Derrick Henry's is the lateral agility is going to rub some people the wrong way, probably. It's it's almost like that, like, he, he's kind of quick in the phone booth, but, like, if you, take a, if you take a step outside of that, he's slow. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, that's like, that's the Fournette conundrum. I think. Yeah, exactly. But like at 247, you'll take it? <laughs> but yeah. I think he is similar. Like Derrick Henry's in the perfect situation to be his absolute best. Yeah. Um, We'll see with Leonard Fournette. There's been flashes. But if A.J. Dillon ends up on the right team, like I think he could be a really impressive chunk run rotational runner. Yeah. Um. The obviously or pair him with that more satellite style back, and uh, you get a pretty fun duo potentially. Hey, if, um, if Derrick Henry's gone and they don't take Jonathan Taylor, just just take AJ Dillon. I agree. Um, I, I I don't. I there's just too much uh, uh, for me to knock him in my top ten. There's just too many really physical, explosive. There's just not a lot of guys built that way uh, yeah. in terms of size, power, and explosion. Again, I know what the flaws are with what he does on passing downs and the uh, lateral agility, but I, like that's all very fair. I, I when I see a guy two forty seven, I almost like they almost have to wow me with their power. And I, like I again, I think he's a powerful guy. I think he goes down a little easier than you. Told. Oh my god! I saw him rip off multiple. What was it? The Clemson game, and like he should, he's running for like three yards a carry because his team sucks. But like just bouncing off people. Uh, I disagree hard there. I think I, he had some of the most entertaining contact balance runs of anyone. He's like he's he is entertaining. He's good. Again, I have him late for it. Like we don't 
really we don't differ too much on no i know i know um that's okay so let's let's talk about someone else then we talked about antonio gibson let's talk about your son you know benjamin who it turns out i'm higher on i didn't say he's my son you you don't but you're the you know benjamin fan we both were always. I'm. Oh, okay. No, you. You're like the. I thought you know Benjamin was like your favorite running back of all time. No. The way you talked about him, always talked. About him. I like because because you you comment him Singletary and Singletary is my favorite running back of all time. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Singletary? Um, what do you mean? But what don't? You, okay, relax. Why don't you like you know Benjamin? What do you, I do like him? What do you like? I have an early mid fourth. I. Yeah, and I have a 60-second on my big board. I, I'm yeah. just, like, what's not to like, though? Like, what what holds you back from having a, him in your top 100? I know, I like, I'm the outlier. I know most people don't have him nearly as high as I do. So I'm just asking, what like, what's the reason? Well, he's not... Don't the, get defensive. It's okay. Rob, I'm really fucking defensive. <laughs> just kidding. He's not the... He's not the... Like, he's a solid athlete, not the greatest. The 40 time was, like, fine. Actually, pretty good for him. Um... I don't like. I, I don't know. I think he's like that that fourth round guy that can be productive. So what? But but why why fourth round? Why not higher? Like what holds you back? I don't know. Um, maybe so, I should. Maybe maybe I'm too low on him. Maybe you're set, reverse no, selling. No, ju- what justify yourself? You can't just say this guy's a fourth round. Why? I don't know. What's the reason? There's got to be a reason. How do you evaluate? I think he's got to get a little bit better at what taking what the defense is giving him. Sometimes he's trying to do too much. If that makes sense at a running back position, I no, it does. Uh, I think a lot of that. But if I'm inferring what you mean, it's because the offensive line was horrible. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's a really patient, um, smart runner. Uh, good open field, elusive, impressive contact balance for a guy who lacks size. I like his footwork a lot. Not going to run through anyone. Um, lacks power, obviously lacks size, but I like his his. Uh, not the, not that he lacks burst, but I think he makes up for not having elite burst for a smaller guy with his lateral agility. I also think he's a very competent pass catcher. Needs to improve his uh, a pass blocker and um, his, his ball security needs ups. But yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I I know I'm higher on him than a lot of people. I just he reminds me a lot of Devin Singletary, who I was higher on than a lot of people. So was I. Um, yeah, like. I, like I like him, I agree with you. Um, like he's a solid blocker, uh, even maybe even higher. Like he's willing, he's just not strong enough, so he's got to get better at that. I I think like he's a tough runner, absolutely. But yeah, he's not gonna doesn't really run over people. I like him. I, I think he's just that fourth round, early fourth round back that you get. But I, what don't you like is what I'm asking. We talked about it. I like yeah, you like you said the versus isn't great. It's fine. Dude, it's like good enough. It's average. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's it's just this. I think this is the biggest discrepancy in our rankings is how high I am on you know Benjamin, how low you are in comparison. Not that you actually are low, and I think everything else in our rankings can be pretty similar. So that's why I'm just focusing oh. so much on this. Where where's Zach Moss on your big board? Fifty. So you you think they're pretty pretty close? I, like that's that's fair to me. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think between like they're not they're not even that different. You're right, but I uh, I think Zach Moss a little bit better. Like I think I think there's a big jump there between Zach Moss. It's like almost Zach Moss does like you said, pretty good pass catcher. Kind of almost does. Everything. Yeah, but I'm asking, what does Eno Benjamin do that is holding you back? Not what Zach Moss does to have him higher because I know Zach Moss is better than that. Yeah, I don't know. I said what I said. It's just I uh, 
I agree with the burst issue, and I. Uh, well, you it's not, but I said he doesn't have a burst issue. It's like an average burst. You said he's he's got a terrible burst. I heard you say that. I'm just asking because this. I think this is the most interesting thing in our ranking. So I'm just. I I tried to justify why I have him so high. I'm sure I have him too high, and you probably are more right about it. So try and convince me, but you haven't said a single thing that's said anything. Now you convinced me. You got me. So you just you keep dancing around my questions. Uh, okay, Zach Moss six. I think we both have him there. Um, we do. We both think he's... The The only reason he will fall is because of injury. I don't think the athleticism will actually be... Like, if he fell to the fourth round, I don't. I think it would have so much less to do with the 4-6-5 than it would have to do with it. I, you, yeah. you also mentioned his college workload on top of that. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. If, if it's like if he goes in the fourth, that's because of the injuries and not the, the time. But if he goes, like, lower than that, then the NFL's banging him on the athleticism. Um, and I think seeing how high David Montgomery ended up going I was, last year, I was about to like, say that. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I think it, it won't have any like because Moss similar skill set. Um, I have I think I th- like almost right around the same spot on my board. So I do think if Moss were to fall, it would be the injuries. No, I think that's fair. I, I was high on David Montgomery, um, too high on him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think yeah, you I think, don't know that it's been a year. That's true. Uh, but you remember how high I was on him. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I like Zach Moss a lot. I, I hope he can stay healthy. I hope he lands in a good spot because I, I think he's a really good back. Okay, uh, let's count down our 5-1. to one. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, fifth for me is Cam Akers. Finish your drink. Oh, really? I thought you were going to be higher on him than me. No. <sighs> he's higher the on your board, is, though. He's higher on your board. Probably. Um, the thing is... As we'll get into it a little bit, of the top five running backs, I feel like, like okay, Acres is my fifth, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I wish he was higher. But then, like, I don't want to put one of these other guys. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. I like all five of them a lot. I'm. I think like, I'm. I'm. I think I'm still lower on Cam Akers than you. I like. I do like him. I got him like uh, late second, early third though. So I think there's a big discrepancy there. Okay, I have him mid second. Oh, okay. So not not too. So much, not but... like not massive. Yeah. I again, we go back. The Florida State offensive line did him no favors. I think other than that, he's like he's well rounded. Like he's a strong pass blocker. If you want to get get to that, he's not the most aware. So you just got to clean that up. And I think that's part. Of, like he's only played running back for three years. He's a high school quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think if you were to tell someone who who like didn't know that, it would surprise him. Yeah, because he looks so fucking good on the field at the combine. Like. And like, like the vision is pretty good. Like the, the burst is good. He runs strong, effective in the passing game. Not 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 special, but effective. Um, again, I I like Cam Akers. Almost almost just wanna. I don't know. I I don't know what's holding me back. I guess I'm not that far off. You're not. I guess. I, don't I, beat I, yourself up. Okay, I won't. All right, uh, hit us four to one. Fourth, I have Jonathan Taylor. Finish the second young guy. Okay. <laughs> Third, and then okay, so. I had a hell of a time separating number three and number two, to be honest. And w- one hey, through me too. F- yeah, one through four are, are close for me, too. So, me too. But Jonathan Taylor fourth, I've always kind of just been the Jonathan Taylor hater, so I, I had to stick to my guns. Uh, well, you know you know what separated that for me was just, we kind of already touched on it, the the fumbling. Like, I, mm-hmm. if if I had a, like, a, the, my two, three, and four were all very, very close, um, and I just uh, looking for separators. It came back to that. 
I I don't even know if this is fair, but for Jonathan Taylor, if you want to talk about him now, um, he get he he gets tackled on the line of scrimmage more often than you'd expect. So I almost he's a that... little he's a little bit more of a home run hitter and less of uh what I, I don't know however you would describe Zach Moss as a banging off people yeah. in the backfield kind of runner for like you just expect a Wisconsin running back to be Ron Dane. And, yeah. and he, he's more, much more explosive than people give him credit for, for, for whatever sure. reason, just because the helmet, I guess. No, and yeah, I, less absolutely. of that. Pa- like people want to say he's like the power back, but that's not his game at all. Like he, he's strong, and like, he's always yes. falling forward. But and no, he's you're... bigger than the rest of the top running backs. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I've, I've kind of had this bang on him for a little bit, and it's almost just have it here to be to be a little mean to him. I put like, and this is probably too too strong of wording, but. I was I've had it doesn't create for himself too much, which is maybe not the fairest thing because, like, if he has a seam in that line, a hole, even a small one, he he's bursting through. But again, like he, he's not like yeah, I've seen him make nice runs behind the line of scrimmage, but like gets tackled back there kind of often. Maybe that's because the Wisconsin offensive line isn't as good as people think. People think, yeah. And again, I mean, nine hundred sixty-eight. He's got touches. the he's got, he's got the best burst of this running back class, I think. Yeah, which well, is pretty crazy considering he's two hundred twenty-six pounds. And then the four three nine top end speed, like that's, that's he's really a freak. Impressive. He's a freak. No, that's why I just think like although he's my running back four as well, I think highest four is like I I just don't see him not being a starting running back in the NFL. No, that that's fair. He's. Like out of these top guys, he might be like the most likely to be RB one week one. Yeah, no, it, it, and for me again, what separates fumbling and, and the th- two of the three guys above him are very very high end pass catchers. Mm, yeah, so number three for me, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Finish your drink. Okay, I, I've got good. Yeah, sorry, is two J.K. Dobbins and one DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah. So I have for me, it's. Uh, DeAndre Swift two and J.K. Dobbins one. I Swift graded out better for me, but like I could, I I like the thought like it crossed my mind to put Dobbins one, it crossed my mind to put Hilaire one. To be honest, let's talk Clyde Edwards Hilaire just because we haven't really. Um, let's do it. He's so fun. I I love him so much. He might be my favorite of yeah, might be my favorite back in the class. Most enjoyable tape. Like I think just, it's a fair statement. Yeah, first of all, I, I have an affinity for shorter running backs, especially stockier ones. Me too. And then, like, he's another, again, well-rounded. Obviously, like, he the is best. such a great pass catcher. It's insane. Like, again, I, I didn't see any drops. And, like, every time he catches the ball, he's a yak expert. I know you expect that from a running back. But it's even, like, when he has his back to the defense, he's he's just quick enough to make a little cut. And uh, find a block and make some plays, and it's it's L- not LSU also lined him up a little bit m- mm-hmm. more versatile all over the place than some of these other guys. Yeah, and like I, I like with his pass catching ability, like splitting him out in the slot or whatever. Like I'm confident in him there. He's he's a good route runner too. He might be the best of the yeah. group too. I think um, so. Obviously, runs better route low. runner than Antonio Gibson, who's a receiver. He is. It's true. Uh, he's small, runs low behind his pads, which you gotta love when a shorter back. Um, the qu- he's so quick, he's so agile, yeah. and he's just he's jittery too. I love in the he's open so field. Clean. Yeah, he he's always keeping defenders off balance, and I always love when a back does that. It's like you know he's not running straight to to the gap. He sees is a couple little 
you know, just getting a guy off balance and then making that hole open up for himself. I, I, I love that. Um, I will say, like, uh, like, just my only knock, and it's not even a knock, I, I like to see him, like, use that a little more just in the pure runs and just be a little more dangerous on the third level. Like, he, he's got a lot of those 15, 20-yard beautiful runs, 25-yard runs. Just maybe, maybe turn a couple more of those into Tasha, and that's such a not knock because I, I I love him, but it's just to, to, it's just, he's to not he's not the great like burst forty like you see his forty people are concerned. Obviously, we're not concerned four six five. I don't care. Like, I, I don't think we thought he was gonna people. Some people thought he was gonna run really fast, which I mean, I think you just didn't watch the tape. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe because they're they're equating he, burst with long speeds. Yeah, like he is. Such a better athlete than that forty-year dash tells you, Absolutely. but I, I see your point for sure about um, at times. Like it's it's my only knock on him really. Like yeah, like it's it's not a knock, but if you're to find one, it's, like he's it, very clean. A lot of these running backs are just clean because they all grow on trees. It's true. You know what else I loved? He's got such a nasty spin move, and especially like behind so the fun. line of scrimmage, it's it's it's, it's gross. Uh, quickly, I'm gonna throw out my uh, comps for some of my guys here because you know me. Akers, Aaron Jones. That's kind of fun. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb. I said that already. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Brian Westbrook. I like uh, that one a lot. That's my favorite one. DeAndre Swift, D'Angelo Williams. And then J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram. I like that. Um, Did you have any... I know I'm the comp guy, and you only say them when they really stand out. Did, did you have anybody or not? Patterson, Patterson for Gibson. I knew that. that. It's a pr- pretty easy one. Uh, I had another one. Just give, buy me time. I'll figure. I just can't remember what it was, and I gotta, gotta find it. Give me a sec. Okay. Okay. Um, I hope Clyde Edwards-Helaire ends up in an offense that fully takes advantage of what he does. Like if Christian McCaffrey didn't exist and he could just go back to Joe Brady on the Panthers, that'd be so sick. Uh, the, my favorite thing was those Texas routes, those angle routes they yes. ran with him. Like it was just a hack. You get a linebacker one-on-one with him and he just destroyed i think it was the texas game he just just eating um with dobbins similar uh to mark ingram i mm-hmm. think he's just a really competent inside outside runner kind of uh just a really smart runner um mark ingram wasn't the best pass catcher when he came into the league not that he is now by any means but he i thought uh his time when he was a rookie with the saints to his time now Came so much more confident and competent with it, and I think I see a similar path to Dobbins. Even though the drops are a little overrated with him, it's him and Jonathan Taylor. The pass catching issues are a little overrated. I, I'm I'm a little worried, that, like like you touched upon it, that Clyde edwards Hilaire goes to a team that doesn't throw the ball to him enough. That would fuck him up because sticking him into like some basic ass bitch running back role. Yeah, that's right. That's what I said. Um would be lame. Use him like Brian Westbrook with those Eagles teams. Mm-hmm. Remember the old shovel pass and McNabb to Westbrook? Like Brian Westbrook's one of my I think one of the most entertaining running backs we've ever seen. I love Brian Westbrook so much. Yeah, it's almost like like he needs not that he needs it, but like that the catching the ball out of the backfield. It's it's his X factor that makes him a top three running back. That too, and I, I think it's a big part of his rhythm, his play rhythm. Yeah, which like I like don't he doesn't need twenty carries a game, but if you could get him four to five catches every game to go with like mm-hmm. twelve to fifteen carries, yeah, like you're cooking. Whereas Jonathan Taylor's the guy. If you're giving any of these running backs, oh, I mean maybe AJ Dillon, but if you're giving any of these running backs like twenty carries, like Jonathan Taylor, I think is going to do the most with that. Um, 
and and I almost feel the similar way about Swift that I do with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, just maybe to a little lesser extent in the past yeah. game, slightly more in the run game. Mm-hmm, no, I agree. Here, here's a random ass comp. You ready? Okay. Is this the one I bought you time for? Yeah. Good. It's not worth it. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Michael Warren. Oh, hey, I, I thought about mentioning him earlier because I like him. I do like him too. Michael Warren, a uh, slightly heavier Mike Davis. Thanks. You're welcome for that. That's, that's not bad, actually. I kind of like it. <laughs> it popped in my head, and I swear to God, I went to Mock Draftable, and he, he comps to him. So Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know I'm stealing that, right? I'm fine with that. He just The play style, like, I think, what, uh, Warren's like eight pounds heavier, so that, uh, whatever. But the play style, uh, better pass catcher than you think, too. That kind of goes to Mike Davis. Good uh, pass pro, too. Yeah, and we love South Carolina and Cincinnati. It's true. Mike Davis is one of the more underrated backs. Again, fucking Chicago couldn't use him last year, so. Yeah, get running backs out of Chicago. That's what AJ says. Paid him and did not use him. I don't understand. All right, Um, thanks for listening to the running back show. Unless, AJ, last thoughts? Do you have anything here? I don't know. I thought we were going to do. No, 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 I'm good. We talk Dobbins. We talk Swift. Let's let's get out of here. Uh, Thanks for listening. Next episode, you guessed it, wide receivers. I could get two shows. It's that good. Uh, anywho, follow AJ at AJ Marchese 13 Follow me at RuPaul NFL. Uh, enjoy Netflix.